0: Today we're going to talk about banners, all right? Last week we talked about truth. We talked about several things. Today we're talking about banners. And you know, sometimes, and we had a song this morning already that we've sung that said something about lifting our banner high. We lift the name of Jesus. Uh, So, so, you know, and, and if... You aren't reading with us in the Bible Project, you, you might still be questioning, what, what are they talking about, banners, banners, you know? What are they talking about, these, these banner things? If you're reading in the Old Testament with us, and right now that's where we're at in, in the Bible Project, you've seen banners, okay? And so you kind of got an, a little bit of an idea, but even if you see that, you may not really be relating it to how, you know, it, it impacts your life. But because you know, we could, a lot of times I think that's what we do is we read the Bible and say, "Okay, that was good," and we go on about our business. And we don't realize, man, there was something there for you. So let's talk about that. Okay. So in the Old Testament specifically, there are I, I, there are a lot of banners. Okay. But to me, they really fit under two. Most of them fit under two types of banners. Okay. Now the first one, and this is you know maybe a little, little explanatory here, but but there's some good stuff right here. Okay. The first group of banners are signal banners. These are banners that were placed on high places, uh, hills and mountains, and they, they put them up where people could see them. And the reason for that, and you'll see several scriptures right there. And I say, well, I don't have time to write those scriptures down. Guess what? You don't have to, all you got to do is go to that Sunday's page that and my wife was talking about a few moments ago. And, and the links are there. You just tap on the link. say, like, oh yeah. And it'll show you that this is what they were. They would, they would set up this banner, and, and, and the banner was a summons. It was like a signal where, where, you know, where maybe they didn't have you know a PA system back in those days that could, uh, that could broadcast and say, come on, everybody, come here. What they used is they used the banners on the high hill. And when you saw the banner, you would know, okay, it's time to assemble. It's time for everyone to come together. And a lot of times they would use this for armies. And there would be different army banners to let the armies know when to, when to come together and for what purpose they were coming together. So they were, these were signal banners to show them to bring them together. So think about this. When you lift the banner of God, when you lift the banner of Jesus, when you lift his name, you aren't just praising him, you're also calling his army into your situation. Think about that. Because whenever, whenever you begin to lift up his banner, his army shows up. When you begin to lift up his name, God even says he shows up. I mean, the only thing greater probably than his army in this universe is he himself. And he says where, where two or three are gathered together in his name, there I am in the midst. He says that, that he inhabits the praises of Israel. So when you start lifting, lifting him up like that, his army is also summoned. So let me, let me take you to the scripture right here. It's Isaiah 31 and verse 9. Even the strongest, I'm sorry, back up. We, I didn't read that one yet. Back up one slide, if you will, Tommy. Uh, Isaiah 30 there we go. Even the strongest will quake with terror and princes will flee when they see your battle flag says the Lord whose fire burns in Zion whose flame blazes from Jerusalem. Here's what he's saying is 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 there's coming again another time God says I'm about to fight for you and I'm going to fight for you so strong that that word is going to spread that I am fighting for you and that you have become a mighty army under my power. All this, yes, under his power, but it's going to become so strong that that when people see your battle flags, when they see your banners, they're going to be fear. Okay, how does that relate to me today? The enemy already knows your enemy. Your spiritual enemy that is destroying, trying to defeat your marriage, your home, your, your future, your finances, your health, all the, your, your enemy already knows the power that he is facing in God. And the only thing he can do, as David said just a few moments ago, the only thing that can keep your dream from happening is you. You know, the only thing that can keep a Christian from being victorious. Is that Christian themselves? And, and, and if Satan knows that he can get us focused on everything except, except lifting up and marching under the right banner, if he can get us focused on everything else, then we're not going to be operating under that. But when we begin to realize, wait a minute. Wait a minute, when we begin begin to realize, wait a minute, I'm a child of the king. The army that fights on my side is is God's army. And when we begin to realize that, then we begin to march into that, then our enemy also, all the enemies that we face, our enemy will also understand, recognize, and will begin to flee from us. In the New Testament, there's a scripture that says it this way, that that if we submit ourselves to God and resist the devil, then the devil will have to flee from us. That's the same thing that's happening right here. And then also, over in Isaiah chapter, the next scripture is on the next slide. Over in Isaiah chapter 59. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the West. Now, they don't fear me, okay? The devil doesn't fear me. He fears The power that is working through me. He fears the name that I stand under. You know, I say a lot of times, you know, it's like we got Christian across our back. You know, when we say we're a Christian, man, we're, you know, titled with that. We got it written across our back. Okay. They shall fear the name of the Lord from the West and his glory from the rising of the sun. And when your enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up, and the standard is another word for banner, he will raise up a standard against him. And when he raises up that standard against him, Satan knows, your enemy knows how far he can go and what he can do and what he can't do. He's got some of you bluff though. He's got some of you thinking that that he's already won the battle, that he's or, he's already got you defeated and pushed down, and you're already you know. And I, I see it on some of you walking in here on Sunday, and you're already defeated. And man, you're walking into the place of most power right here in the presence of God with the, your brothers and sisters, and, and he says, "We're two or three uh, are, are in gathered together in His name." He's there in the midst, and all that. Well, why in the world are we looking down? And he will raise, he will lift a, up a standard against him. And, and when when the Lord raises up that standard, Satan knows. Okay, it's It's time to stop yeah and how many how many of you come on think about it how many of you would love for God to raise up a standard in your life somewhere somewhere in your life and say Satan right here it's time to stop oh come on yeah how many of you this morning that's what I'm telling you about okay I'm telling you about it. You need to lift up the signal banner that is not just signaling the armies of heaven to come and stand by your side, but also signaling every one of your enemies that this is time to stop right here and right now. So let's take you to the next one. The next one is the, the family or the tribal banners. Uh, and this is the one that we've really seen more of. Just, just, just in the past couple of weeks we've seen, we've seen these banners. And, and these are the banners that Israel camped under. You know, based on the tribe, they, they camped under that, that tribe's banner. And then when, whenever it was time to march, whether they were marching into battle or, or whether they were just moving to the next place that God was leading them, they would march under this banner as well. Now, there's, there's one verse of Scripture there in Numbers chapter 2, and it, it's on the Sunday's page as well. But there's, there's a bunch of these, and you'll, you can see them at other places. But don't see, don't see a lot of, of, of that particular thing, okay? So, so these are the tribal banners, All right, these are the tribal. Let me take you to scripture from Deuteronomy also. And uh, I I started to read you chapter six, but uh, chapter 11's got a little bit more detail. It's kind of the same thing that God says. He's just repeating it now in Deuteronomy chapter 11. And and, and this is a little bit of how you raise this banner. This is a little bit of explanation of how you raise the banner in your life, Okay. Fix these words of mine in your hearts. God is speaking here. He says, my words fix in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you sit at home. Talk about them when you walk down the road. And talk about them when you lie down. And talk about them when you get up. You know, it's like, talk about them all the time. You know, Talk about it when you lie down. Talk about them when you get up. Talk about them when you're at home. Talk about them when you walk down the road. What he's saying here in, the, in these first two verses of Deuteronomy chapter eleven, verse eighteen and nineteen, he's saying, "Say it, and say it all the time, and say it everywhere." That's how you lift up. The, say it, speak it. Now, listen. I, there's been a whole lot of negative stuff out there. You know that some. Of, if, you, if you've ever heard some of that word of faith, there've been a lot of people out there saying, "Oh, well, that you can't." That, that, you know, if, if you've got you know, garbage like that because you have heard some stuff and you've heard negative stuff and what. Just just throw all that away today and just start fresh right here and hear what God is saying. He is saying, speak my word into your family's lives. Speak my word, just say it, say it, okay? But then he goes on. The next two verses, he goes on and he says, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Why, Why would you write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates? Uh, so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land as the Lord swore to give you your ancestors as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. Why would you write them there? So people would see them, right? Don't just say them, display them. Okay, Say them and display them. And, and, and some of you, you're doing that, right? You display them. Anybody got scripture somewhere in your house, like uh, uh, in a picture hanging on the wall, right? <laughs> now this week, I've been noticing more and more about how much scripture we've got in our house because I knew I was going to be bringing the scripture to you, you know? And so I'm walking, oh, so, oh, I forgot about that one hanging there, and I forgot about that one hanging there. You know what's happening? You know what you're doing? You are filling your house with the word of God. And you say, is that if the word of God is powerful, there is nothing greater that you could probably fill your house. I mean, in, in just that empty moment of walking by and seeing a scripture there, say, oh yeah, 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 that's me. You know, that, that's talking about me. That's talking about God's power in my life. That's talk, it reminds me every day. Say it and display it. You know, when you don't talk to your kids, and you know, if you've got children, if you don't talk to your kids about God, you remember, you remember like last week when we were talking about truth and how the world is telling your kids, specifically at that point when we were talking about you know, the sexual stuff, and the world is already teaching your children about sex. No matter how old they are, they're already being taught. Everything about the truth and, and about spiritual stuff, the world is already teaching that stuff to your kids. And so if you aren't saying it also, if you aren't saying what the truth really is to your kids, the only thing they can listen to is what the world is saying. Guess why? Well, you've got to be saying it. And like we said last week, you can't have the talk. You know, the sex talk. You can't have the talk anymore. Uh, not just about sex, but everything now. You can't just have the talk. You've got to have the conversation with your kids because they are hearing a, a, a false truth every single day that they live. And unless they are hearing the real truth from you, they have no choice except to believe what is being told them. I remember one, I, I remember the, the day I found it. I, I, You know, I, back when I was, I think, 13 or 14 years old, and pull, pulled out my billfold for some reason. I don't know why I had a billfold. Didn't really have any money. I was too young to, to drive a car, so I didn't have a driver's license, but I had a billfold. I don't know, made me a little bit of a man, I guess, or something, you know? And I was pulling it out, and I was, I don't know why I was looking, but I noticed, wait, there's a little piece, of, little piece of trash in there, and I pulled out this little piece of paper. I mean, it was about the size of my pinky right there, and on it was a scripture written in my mom's handwriting. And at first I just saw that so said, oh, my mom must have lost this or something, you know. And I looked and I read Philippians 4 and 13. Why do I know what that is? Why do I know? Why is it that I can quote that to you? Is it because now since I've been a pastor all these years, I know what Philippians 4 13 means? And I've preached it and I've said it so many times now. No. You know why I know what that verse, what that verse says? And you know how, why I can quote that verse? is because my mom had slipped it into my billfold. And every place I, I realized what she was doing, I said, this is what my mom wants me to know about God. This is what my mom wants me to carry into school with me every single day. This is what my mom wants, and so you know why I can quote Philippians four thirteen. It has nothing to do with ministry. It has nothing to do with being a preacher. It has everything to do with having a mom who is raising up the banner in my life. For Philippians four and thirteen says, "I can do all things through Christ." who strengthens me. Every time I walked out of my house, out there into the world, I knew from that point on, I knew you know, maybe I didn't understand everything that it meant, but I knew my mom knew that, that there was a God that was going to help me, that I could do everything. I could face every temptation. I could defeat every enemy. I could do all these things. And why can I, I can quote that to you today. And you know what? Your kids are not going to be able to quote scripture because they see it on the television, because they hear it on the radio, because somebody, your kids are going to be able to stand in the power of the word of God because you're raising up the banner before them. And if you've got a banner lifter in your household, then you need to thank God that you've got cuz I can thank God today for a little piece of paper that taught me about banner lifting in my in my household. And so you know what, when my wife types that stuff out and puts it all over our refrigerator as she's done sometimes, or she types it out, prints it out, and, and she cuts it out and puts it all over our, our our mirror in our bed in our bathroom, our master bathroom like she's been prone to do at times. When she does that kind of stuff, you know what? It doesn't make, it doesn't make me say, what in the world is this? You know what it makes me? My, my wife's a banner lifter. My wife wants the power of the name of Jesus. My wife wants the power that, that the enemy sees and says, wait a minute, I can't go any further because of this. That's what a banner lifter is. That's what a banner, oh, I gotta, I gotta hurry here. I don't have time for all this. Uh, this one, 163, okay, if, you're, if you hadn't been here long you hadn't heard about 163 yet, You know, when we finish these first few hours here at the first part of the week right here, these first few hours, we got 163 more hours this week. And you know what? You need to be declaring. You may be sitting here right now saying, yes, that's what I need. Yes, that's what I need. Yes. But you got to go declare that in the 163. I mean, you know, if, if this is the only place, come on, think about it. If this is the only place you pray, if this is the only place you worship, If this is the only place where you are challenged to want more out of God, then what does that 163 look like in your life? I guarantee you it's a struggle, isn't it? Because life's a struggle anyway. But man, if if you're only praying here and you're only worshiping here and you're only seeking God here, man, this is awesome, isn't it? This is one of the first things that we, we talked about in this Make Change series. But this is awesome right here. But what is the key to getting this awesome that we have in these first few hours of the week. What is the key to getting it from here to there? Is for you then to start lifting up the banner. You got to be lifting up the banner in your house, in your home, speaking those words and, and displaying those words, finding ways to, to get the promises into your everyday life. Because if you don't, then just like how, how you know, people that have kids, how their kids can only listen to what's out there, then the only banner you're going to live under are the banners that other people are raising for you. you got to get them out there in that other 163. Raise the banner, because here's the third one. Lift the banner to point the way for the rest of your family. Everyone sitting here should be a banner lifter. Every one of us. Dads, moms, teenagers, single young adults, we should all be banner lifters. Lift the banner. You may say, well, my wife's the banner lifter. You lift the banner too. Lift the banner also so that you're encouraging her. Well, my husband's a banner. Lift the banner too so you're encouraging him. Everybody be the banner, because when you lift the banner, you're pointing the way. Remember that signal banner? I know we're talking about the tribal banners right now, but think about it can also be a signal banner. It's not like these are totally separate issues here. Sometimes they would take that Tribal banner, and they would set it up on a mountain or a high place, so everybody who was in that tribe would know it's time to come together. It pointed the way. It said, "This is where we belong. This is this is this is kind of the, the who we are." And that's actually the fourth thing up there is lifting the banner. Tells people who you are and tells your family. You know. And here, here's I, I, I threw this at you just a little bit last week, and so I won't spend a lot of time here, but throw this at you again. There's this attitude, even in Christian homes today as well, where people are like, well, I can't make my kids, so I'm not gonna tell them. I'm not gonna beat them over the head with it, tell them over and over and over. You better be telling them over and over and over because the world is telling them over and over and over what their truth is. You have to be telling them over and over and over. So you've gotta lift the banner. You gotta raise the banner and say, this is what we believe. This is who we are. This is who our God is you got to constantly be raising that because if you don't constantly raise that banner your kids are going to your kids are are, are not going to come and gather under that banner they're going to be gathering under the world's banners they're going to be gathering under the things that people have told them this is the truth and they go they go on facebook and somebody says this is the truth and you know got all the experts on facebook right so that must be true you know you can't put it on the internet if it's not true can you you know, you can't, it's got to be true because I mean, if they said it, and then a thousand people liked it, so it's, it must be true. Your, your family, your, your children, and your spouse, and your grandchildren—they are going to live under banners. You got to raise some good banners for them, and, and it's going to be—it's going to still be up for them to choose that. And I guarantee you, here's what's going to happen to some of them: some are going to say, ah, "I don't want that banner today," and they'll walk away for a while. But that's why you gotta keep the banner up so they can find their way back home. You gotta, and you gotta keep saying it and displaying it and sticking there and sticking there. Some people say, well, I, I don't understand why. Can I give you one of the whys? One of the whys about why kids grow up and, uh, you know, Christian kids grow up to be adult kids. I mean, adult Christians. Christ, uh, kid, Christian kids grow up to be Christian adults. The, re- the reason a lot of Christian kids grow up to be Christian adults is because somebody raised the banner and kept the banner before them and said, this is the place. And so then they knew that place. And even then when they tried to walk away and go somewhere else into, under a different banner, then they found out the difference between this and this. And then they realized, wait a minute, this isn't it. This is it. But they can't come back home. They can't know what it is. They can't know the difference until we teach the difference. So- somebody's got to lift the banner. Somebody's got to lift them and so you know, that's a little bit of what I'm doing in, in 2017 for church 29 11 Remember the seven prayers. I gave you these at the first of the year These are the seven prayers. I'm praying over you and, and let me remind you of them because I want you to know this is what I'm praying God does for our church In 2017 remind us it begins right here on Sunday mornings It begins right here it doesn't begin somewhere else. This is where it begins Now this isn't where it ends. This is where it begins And I love the fact that it begins, you know, the the week begins with us coming together on Sunday morning. I love that. Remind us of that, God. And then help us take our commitment to support our mission more seriously, our mission to reach those who don't know Jesus yet, to fund it, support it with our prayers, support it with our attendance, all those all those ways. Remind us that, God, all year long. Don't let us just get excited and, and, and give for a couple of weeks. Don't get us excited and pray for a couple of weeks. Don't get us excited when we come four weeks in a row and then say, well, you know, it really doesn't matter. God, remind us that we have to uh, help us reach the next 180 who need to know Jesus. About 180 people who attend Church 2911 were going nowhere before coming to 2911. God, help us reach that next 180. Lead us, each one of us, every one of us, to own our growth. That's the taking at home part. You know, we can build a great service for you today. We can can sing the songs, I can dig and I can find the scripture and I can preach with all the passion that I have to challenge you and encourage you, but then you gotta walk out the door and you gotta go back home and you've got to own your growth that week. You gotta sing the songs, you've gotta pray the prayers. You might even have to preach a couple of messages to yourself driving down the road when you're having a bad day. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You might have to do that for yourself. You, God help us to remember to own our own growth us to welcome discipleship from one another, to not say, well, they don't know anything. You know what? The person sitting next to you doesn't know everything, but they know something you don't know. Learn that from them. What has God given to them? Uh, open more doors in more communities and bless us with the necessary means to reach them through events or, or, or whatever, or, n- or new campuses or whatever. God, open those doors and give us the means and give us greater impact in our communities in 2017. Give us greater, impact. God let us, and, and we all have a lot of communities. We have the community where we attend church. We have the community where we go to school or you go to work. You've got the community you know, where you, you, know, you hang out with people at the ballpark, you know, your kids are playing ball or something. Or you, whatever. We've got lots of communities. God give us greater impact in all of those communities. What, this, what does this have to do with manners? This is a banner. This is the banner that I've raised for 2017. Guys, this is where we're headed. This is who God has called us to be and, and what God has called us to do. This is it. And so praying this over you and reminding you that I'm praying this is saying, this is where we are going to be fulfilled as a people, where we're going to be fulfilled in our, in our homes and our lives, where we're going to be fulfilled as moms and dads and spouses and, and, and even sons and daughters and best friends to the people out there who don't know Jesus yet. It's right here in this. This is the banner that I'm raising For us to understand is 29-11, 2017. If 2017 is gonna be different than 2016, here's where it's gonna begin, is right here. But then, what banner is your home or your life existing under right now? What what banners are flying over your life or home? Because there are some. If you're not flying them, somebody else is. I got scripture for that, okay? If If you're not raising the banner over your own life, over your home, over your marriage, over your children. If you aren't raising the best, somebody is. Psalm 74, verse four. Your adversaries have roared in the midst of your meeting place. Now, the psalmist is writing here and he's talking to God. Not about God, he's talking to God. Capital Y there. He say, he's talking about God's sanctuaries. God's adversaries have roared in the midst of God's meeting place with his people. In the New Testament, that's like right here. The adversaries are roaring. Now, while you sit there and you think, Is this a possibility? Can what this preacher be saying today, is it really a possibility for my family to really be? But somewhere in the back of your mind, God's adversary is roaring into your mind and saying, No, not for you. You're too beaten up, you're too whipped. You're not strong enough. You're too, you're too shy. You're too, you know, you've got too many things that you've done wrong. You're too embarrassed and ashamed of who you've been and everything. No, not you. And God's adversaries is roaring right here in his meeting place. And some of you are trying and, and you're battling this. It's like, I want to get under that banner, and I want to take this banner home. I want to lift this up. I want my, I want my bear. Some, some of you, you've got parents who aren't following God, and you're the spiritual head of the house. 20-something years old, you're the spiritual head of the house because your parents aren't following God. And you're saying, I want to take this home because I want my parents to also follow. But the enemy is roaring. And he's saying, no, not in your life because you're not the mom. You're not the dad. You're not the spouse. You're not the one that can do it. Some of you, your, your, your spouse isn't following God. They're not living under that banner. And so you're saying, I want this. I, w- I want my spouse to be, to be here with me on Sunday mornings, lifting up the name of Jesus, getting up on Sunday, and saying, I want to go to church with you. And some of you said, I wish, I wish. And you say, can I, can I? But there's a, there's a voice roaring, and it's, it's God's own adversary. It's his enemy roaring and saying, no, you can't. You can't make them do anything. Because it was happening there. Your adversaries, God, have roared in the midst of your own meeting place. They have set up their own standards for signs. And so they come in here because they've been following you all week. And your enemy has set up their own standards over you for your sign. And this is, this is the one you, instead of living under this awesome that God wants you to live under, the enemy has chosen a standard or a banner for you. See, if you don't set up your own banner, if you don't set up God's banner, if you don't set it, somebody will. It may be your enemy. It it, it may just be your circumstances. Because, you know, some of you are living under, because of stuff that's happened in your past, you're living under the banner of bitterness. That's the next slide there, Randy. Randy. You're living under the banner of bitterness. And you you know what? You're walking around with it every day. I mean, even sitting here in the midst of all this, this feels so good. The reason that it's not going to feel good as soon as the service is over is because you're living under the banner of bitterness or you're living under the banner of jealousy. Somebody got something you should have had or somebody who's not as committed as you got a better blessing than you got. And so you're jealous jealous of it. And you're living under the banner of jealousy or you're living under the banner of selfishness. You're living under the banner of poverty. Somebody has already decided that you will be poor the rest of your life. You will never be blessed. You will never have anything and you've started believing it and so now you're living under that. If you don't raise the banner of God in your life, you're going to live under these banners for the rest of your life. But the worst part is, what you're also doing is you're passing it down to the next generation. Is because your kids are gonna live under that banner. Your kids, if you're living under the banner of poverty today, your kids are gonna live under the banner of poverty the rest of their life unless they decide I'm not living under this anymore. And I'm gonna live under the banner or what the banner of anger. Some people are so angry, they 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 can't let anybody they got walls up, they can't let anybody else in. There are people who could pray over you that could help you, that could that could just speak a good word over you, but you can't let them in because you're so angry. You live under the banner of anger or distrust because of some of these kinds of issues. Can't trust anybody because, you know, it was people that hurt me. You know, well, it wasn't everybody in the whole world that hurt you. You know, so you might be able to trust just a few people in this world, right? And you'll never find them as long as you're living under the banner of distrust. Or some of you are living under the banner of addiction. Or you have family members that are living under the banner of addiction. You know, and, and you know, you hear me, you've heard me a few times throw in this, Thing about alcoholism and everything and about you know pastor if I if I could I'd I just take all the stuff get rid of it you know why let me tell you why because my wife said this she said she's my her and you know I'm paraphrasing her a little bit to fit into this message right here here's what she's saying though she's saying my family has a banner of alcoholism over it and because of that I don't even want to drop in my house I don't even want cooking wine in my house. Because I don't want anything to do with any of that because there is a banner of alcoholism and, and I could name the people in her family that have been destroyed. Their lives have been destroyed because of alcohol. And you know what David's done? She said, that is one banner, this family is because she's part of that family. And she said, that's one banner that we are not going to live under. And if you've got family members like that, you need to start tearing that banner down. And you need to start praying that and lifting up another banner that says we are not under alcoholism. And we're not lonely. Some of some of you are living under a banner of loneliness. And, and you think it's, you know, and if you're not careful, you're going to think it's everybody else's fault. But it's because of all this and a lot of this other stuff that's happening. Are you living under the banner of depression and you can't be joyful? I mean, for just a little while, it feels real good to sing the song. But you go home in that same spirit of depression because you're living under the banner of depression Unless you are raising the banner of god in your life You are going to live under the banner of some other force Be it be it some circumstance that has happened in your past Or be it one of god's own enemies that is roaring into your ear right now saying don't listen Don't don't embrace this you're going to just get, or you're going to try what this pastor says, and it's, it's not going to work for you because of this or this or this. It's not. Let me tell you how to raise the banner. Say it and display it. You need to find some things that you need to start saying around your house. You need to find some scriptures that you need to start quoting around your house. You need to find some ways to display scripture. Somebody gave me one time, gave me a little, gave me a little thing Jeremiah 29 11 and, and it, it was a it was a little plate that goes on you I've sold that truck since since then but it went you know just goes anywhere and you anywhere in your vehicle and you put it right there every time I saw that God was telling me I know the plans I have for you not of evil but of good to give you a future and a hope You need to find the scriptures to fill your life with and you know what every one of Those banners you need to fight with a banner of God. Can I give you just a few right here? Okay, because what have I got? I got nine right there. Go to the next slide. I got more than nine right here just on this one page, okay? And here's a good good one to start with is just declare we are overtaken by blessings. Well, I'd like to say that, Pastor, but why is there any truth to that? Because Scripture says you will be overtaken by, meaning that as you're going down your way, blessings are gonna catch up with you and just jump on you and hang on to you. Really, there's a scripture? Yes, absolutely, there's a scripture that says that. And if you need that, you say, well, Pastor, you can, I'm going to give it to you. It's on the Sunday's page, okay? Just got all of these, have a scripture, and I've got you know, and there's more scriptures that can go to them, okay? But if, you need, if, you, if your family needs to be over, you had not been able to find the blessings, you've been chasing, quit chasing the blessings, start chasing him. And when you start chasing him, the blessings will overtake you. Or, well, I am strong and not weak. Somebody keeps failing or falling. You, you need that scripture you need to start saying i, I now this is a great one because some of you feel like you're always the tail you're always at the end you know everybody else get, and you're always the last one but the word of god says i am the i am the head and not the tail i am above and not be, and not beneath that may, for some of you that may be the banner that you need to be raising and and it's not a banner that we made up this is scripture this is who god says you are and you can be i am the yes anybody tired of being the borrower Man, anybody tired of, of being the one that always needs and always said, hey, can you help me out? You know what? This is one of the things we try to teach people around here with our benevolence is when we help somebody. What we want is we want you to grow out of that so you're no longer the person receiving the benevolence, but you now can become a person who's actually writing some checks or handing out some cash to somebody else because God has so blessed you. I'm no longer slaves, but we're children of God and therefore we are heirs of God. Anybody living under slavery, they're no longer under bondage. We are not fearful. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know what? That needs to be a banner in a a lot of your your houses. And, And I'm not saying you've got to put it on script, but... It needs to be something that you, maybe you're just walking around your house saying it. I'm more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. We are more powerful than our enemies. We are followers of God. We are chosen. We are His chosen. We are forgiven. We are a house full of joy and peace. If your house doesn't have joy, if your house has a banner of of disunity, it has a banner of, of arguing, it has a banner of strife, then you need to be lifting up the banner that we are a house full of joy and peace. And if you want the scripture, it's right there on the Sunday's page we are healed some of you need to raise that banner we are healed another thing that David does is, is, is she's got these cloths that she uses and, and, and I'll give you scripture for that if you want it. just ask me later she's got these cloths, and when somebody is sick in our in our house she just likes to slide it under their side of the mattress now it's just me and her that live there now there's a whole lot of people stay there the rest of the week and so I'm, I'm talking about grandkids and things like that too you know and so and we put those under there you need you need to be raising this banner because he's already paid for your healing—it's already done. You know why? Why are you just just accepting the fact that you're going to be sick for the rest of your life? Somebody needs to raise the matter. We are healed. We are safe. Your kids uh, can't sleep at night because they're fearful, or or maybe you can't just—you can't even even live your life because you're fearful. There's just one verse right there, but if that's something you're struggling with, let me know, because there's a lot more verses that I could throw at you, and you can raise that banner. We are, and this is from Jeremiah 29, 11, we are a family with a future and a hope. If you want to get out from under those banners, you got to start raising some other banners. And these are the kind of banners you need to be raising. You need to be saying these things. You need to be displaying them. You need, you need to... If you can fi- find people that say these kinds of things and let them pour that into your life, these are the things you need to do. Can I ask you to do something? Can I ask you to stand and come to the front with me? If, if uh, you're first-time attender, we like to close around front with a final prayer and a final song. And if you're comfortable, we'd love to have you join us down front. We don't do anything weird down here. So just please come join us if you feel comfortable. One last little thing. One last uh, little section of Scripture and... And we'll close with prayer and a song. Glad you're here this morning. Amen. Step one. Remember my first, the first of the seven prayers? It begins here. Now, I know what a lot of you do is you're thinking, man, I need to be dealing with that this week. I'm going to start praying about it. Start the prayer right here. The best place to start is connected with one of these prayer team members that's been praying for you already this week. They've already been praying. Some of you just now thinking about praying. They've already been praying. Join right here. Another part of that banner I'm lifting up is that we need to be able to receive from others. Receive the prayers of these guys. You know, if you've got a, if you've got a family member that's living under the banner of addiction... Let God lead you to somebody. There may, you, you may be led to somebody down here that's also dealing with the same thing or that they've just got to write scripture for you today. If, if, if you, you know somebody in your family that's living under the banner of poverty, then come down and let the prayer team pray with you over that and let it begin right It doesn't end right here. It begins right here because they won't just pray this prayer. They'll be praying throughout the week for you. So let it start right here. Okay, we're going to sing a song of of worship, and when you worship, what do you do? Well, praise, you know, you're lifting up a banner, right? And when you're lifting up the banner, you're summoning the armies of heaven, you're scaring off the armies of hell, you're getting ready for victory, and we're gonna just celebrate with one another in this last song, but just before we do just to set it up, let's read Psalm 74, okay? Psalm 74, just, this is the first five verses, we didn't wanna read the whole chapter. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. Somebody say amen, anybody need that? May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. You can go ahead and you can say amen without me having to prompt you, can't you? If this sounds good, go ahead and say amen. May he send you help from the sanctuary amen. and grant you support from Zion. Amen. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. Amen. May he give you the desire of your heart amen. and make all your plans succeed. Amen. May we shout for joy over your own victory. And lift up our banners in the name of our God. Go ahead, Jamie. When you-